Beyond Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your second episode for Monday, May 7th. As we got a big story, obviously, in Pistons Nation today, this is your boy Matt Shook, the host. I'm an AP writer out here in Chicago, covering the NBA, Pistons fan and follower my whole life as well, sports newspaper reporter across the country for over a decade. And it's all Stan Van Gundy today on the show, as we'll get to uh, tonight's playoff games tomorrow and also get back to Pistons playoff playback tomorrow as well. Had a big travel day, obviously, uh, was in Vegas this morning and now back in Chicago. But we'll be running down the big news of Stan Van Gundy, obviously, today, and I'll have my thoughts and opinions on it a little bit later. And we're also going to have a preliminary look at the way forward for the Pistons, the names out there. Uh, you know, the Pistons will be looking for a coach, a general manager, and a team president, unless Arn Tullum's going to step in himself on one of those, possibly as president of basketball operations. But all those things to figure out and hash out as we now have some interesting uh, daily news to talk about here on the Locked on Pistons podcast, which makes this podcast a little bit happy in some ways. But uh, a, a former NBA player's name already out there in, in reports in the media, but maybe not the one that Pistons fans want to hear about in terms of being connected to jobs in the front office for the uh, Detroit Pistons. After a month, it finally happened. Stan Van Gundy was fired Monday by the Pistons as coach and president of basketball operations with a rather strange press release by the team where Tom Gores, the owner, and Stan Van Gundy, uh, he said, Tom Gores, that Stan wanted to return. Quote, Stan is a competitor and he wanted to finish the job, Gores said. Not quite sure exactly why Gores needs to be pointing that out. I don't know if that's a dig at Stan Van Gundy or if that's trying to uh, make him look better. It was a strange way of putting that. After four years, with one year remaining on his contract, uh, Stan will not be coming back. Van Gundy's four years featured a rapid ascent to the playoffs in year two after taking over a franchise stuck in the mud. But the last two were obviously disappointing seasons, hindered by reckless free agent misses and draft night head scratchers, most notably taking Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell last summer. Uh, as Mitchell began to looks like a star starring career that he's going to have with the Utah Jazz, and that one spelled the end of the Stan Van Gundy era. We may never know what happened in the days of California meetings between Gores and Van Gundy that dragged out recently, and why did they drag out so long is the biggest question probably on Pistons fans right now uh, on the minds. But Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that last week that Gores wanted Stan Van Gundy to stay on as coach but retool the front office structure. But they weren't able to reach that agreement, nor were they reached, able to get into any extension that Stan Van Gundy was likely pining for with only one year left on his deal. So Dan will collect $7 million and probably have his pick of television jobs as he's a engaging and compelling personality in front of the microphones. All told, it'll probably be better for him uh, as a, than a lame duck year under a new boss that didn't, didn't hire him. So the Pistons joined the coach in executive searches nearly a month after their season ended. Again, why did that take so long? Names like Steve Clifford, Mike Budenholzer, or former Piston Jerry Stackhouse figure to be tossed around in terms of coaching candidates, although this job certainly ranks below division rival Milwaukee in the pecking order of openings. And you can draw your own conclusions as fans and, and coaches out there about where the Pistons fall in terms of some of these other ones, like the Charlottes or maybe the rebuilding teams such as Atlanta, that still have openings as well. Uh, Woj of ESPN also reported that uh, former Arn Tellen client, client 
Brent Berry could be involved in the new front office as well. Former Pistons star Chauncey Billups was also attached to the team uh, team's front office in a report from Mark Stein of the New York Times earlier this year in January as potentially part of the revamped front office for the Pistons and his former team. The team will move forward to the potentially awkward and injury-prone core of Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Andre Drummond with little salary cap flexibility and almost assuredly no first-round pick next month. But if there's one thing we can guess about Gores, a Malibu resident who has gravitated more to his glitzy life in California than his Michigan background, it's that he's probably going to want to make a splash. Based on the, his bidding of Van Gundy away from the Warriors four years ago and his at least approval of the Griffin trade this year, he'll be hoping to make that big splash and get the Pistons out there and in a winning position, and especially in the newspapers and on Twitter uh, right away and hopefully back in the playoffs as quickly as this year. So that's the big news in Pistons land right now, but we're going to be giving my thoughts on it here in a second. But if your company wants to reach men between the ages of 18 and 44, then you should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Pistons is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if that demo sounds good to you, this is your spot. Plus we got reasonable rates. So email me at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H at yahoo.com to find out more. So Stan Van Gundy is gone after four seasons, and before we look forward here, I wanted to look back a little bit and kind of deconstruct this last month, April 10th, actually, sorry, April 11th. I was at the game at the United Center when the Pistons had the big blowout of the Bulls. Anthony Tolliver had the big game there, as he did uh, many times throughout the stretch run of the season. But at that time, a week before that, Tom Gores had told the assembled home media of uh, at halftime in his suite that the, he would meet with Stan Van Gundy next week. Now, the game was coming up on a Wednesday, and some took that to believe that it would be later that week of the end of the season. But I think that he had originally meant that that would be the following first full week, uh, week of uh, the off season. But it turned out that it wouldn't be until another week after that. So you were kind of behind the eight ball a little bit there, too. Which suggested, obviously, that there wasn't a whole lot of urgency there because I think three of the openings were uh, open after the first weekend. I know Hornacek was a guy that was very quick. Frank Vogel's, Frank Vogel's firing with Orlando was very quick as well. And so those positions were already out there, and those teams have been looking for, like I said, almost a month now at this point. Meanwhile, the talks, there was no news out of the talks in the entire first weeks that started apparently on a Monday night. And then it wasn't until the middle of the following week, which is now last week, where we heard anything, and that was that Adrian Wojnarowski was reporting that uh, Gores wanted to keep Van Gundy on as coach, but they were having trouble and an impasse about uh, the front office changes. Van Gundy was, um, you know, resistance to some of those changes, and, and they were kind of getting nowhere. We didn't hear anything really until today on Monday when the news broke that uh, Stan Van Gundy and the Pistons are parting ways. It's just in some I heard Valeni had a take today where he went off on Tom Gores, uh, Dan Wetzel of the Yahoo Sports, who's I believe lives in Detroit, so or lives in Ann Arbor. So, a national columnist for Yahoo is one of the better national sports columnists out there, by the way. And you should be reading Dan Wetzel's work. But he's centered and focused a lot about Detroit sports, maybe more than your average national columnist, because he lives in the area and he's very familiar with the teams. But he had a column ripping on Tom Gore's quite a bit that you should check out too. 
it's it's true. I mean, there's no way to 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 look at it any other way. And I've defended Tom Gores a little bit on this podcast, but this looks really bad. It looked really bad even when there was no news coming out of the meetings, even if you were under the assumption, like I was, that they were going to bring back Stan Van Gundy. So to go whatever it was, almost a month, a couple days short of an entire month of the NBA offseason. And, and I'm not that worked up about the draft combine being next week here in Chicago. That's not that big of a deal, especially when you don't have a first-round pick. And coaches and anyone who's a front office evaluator or a coach has their own ideas about the draft already, and they'll have plenty of time to do workouts and everything like that if they want to try to trade back into the first round or possibly even um, – you know, find a gem in the second round or whatever they're going to try to do with the 2018 version of the NBA draft. But, I mean, these teams that are out there, and there's not a lot of front office positions out there, first of all, so it's pretty much coaches that we're talking about in terms of the market. We know that David Fisdale has been hired already, so and he was kind of the top name that people were talking about during the season as he was jobless through most of the year as well. Some of the other coaches are out there, the lesser-known ones, the the assistant coaches that, that came aboard. But Kokoskov's a guy who the Phoenix Suns picked up who has a Detroit Pistons background, so maybe he was a guy that they would have been interested in. Obviously, that's off the table now. So some of the names will be out there, and we'll talk about that uh, here at the end of today's show. But just uh, amateurish, I guess, is the one way to describe it. And Tom Gore's He's been ripped on by a lot of the local media for not being around, not being here enough, and that uh, the changes when they are made seem like a little bit of an afterthought. And that was the point that Dan Wetzel made in his column today. Um, and I, I got to agree. I mean, there's no way to defend how long this took, especially given that you're putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage because of that. I can't imagine how that conversation and that back and forth between Tom Gores and Stan Van Gundy could have taken more than a day or two to say, well, here's what we want you to give up. And Stan says, well, I'm not going to give that up. And then you're pretty much at an impasse and you have to make the decision to fire him, which is apparently what they finally did. So it doesn't make any sense. And I'm not going to sit here and defend Tom Gores and wave the, the hometown flag or anything like that. And I know a lot of you guys, based on the, the reactions you've had all season and uh, the things I'm seeing online today is a good day for a lot of you Pistons fans out there, and uh, I hope that uh, that's right, and I hope that it's true that uh, the change in direction for the franchise away from Stan Van Gundy will be a positive one and one that yields pretty good results going forward because we know that the pre-Stan Van Gundy era post-going-to-work Pistons was obviously a lot worse than the Stan Van Gundy era, and there was the ownership situation that dragged on to that too, and uh, the coaches that just reshuffled and shuffled. That someone, One of my friends on Facebook talked about how after Larry Brown, there's been seven Pistons head coaches, and then you got a couple of interims in there. You got Mo Cheeks not getting through the season. You got Lawrence Frank was supposed to be the one. John Kuster was supposed to be the one, and obviously Stan Van Gundy was supposed to be the savior. But like I said in the open, I would expect Tom Gores at the very least to bring in some sort of big names. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but uh, certainly it could be a little bit more of a compelling summer here on Lockdown Pistons than maybe we were thinking there uh, for a little bit too. But speaking of compelling off-seasons, I was uh, joined, I was on the Lockdown Lions podcast today with Matt Derry, and you should be checking that out every day as well as Matt, Patricia, and the Leos prepare for their first season, another new coach in the Detroit sports scene. Uh, but uh, we got podcasts for every NFL team, every NBA team, and some MLB teams as well. So the Lockdown, Pistons, the Lockdown po- the Podcast Network, we got you covered, your team, every day. So what next for the Detroit Pistons? 
been scouring all the coaching news over these last couple weeks, and here I, I you can kind of put them in some tiers. The first tier for coaches being, uh, I would say, Steve Clifford and Mike Budenholzer are kind of the two top one as far as guys that were are very well regarded around the league. Obviously, Budenholzer leaving Atlanta kind of at his own accord, and Charlotte's uh, Steve Clifford is a very well regarded coach who just had his first job, so I wouldn't necessarily call him a retread now at this point, which is kind of what I have down as uh, the the second range. You could kind of put some of those guys into that retread category. Vogel's been through a couple of jobs. Mark Jackson, not a very good performance in his first job at uh, Golden State, and Vogel, of course, with the Indiana Pacers there and, and the Orlando Magic, where he had decidedly less success in Florida than he did in Indiana. And then Mike Brown is another name that's out there, too, with the Golden State Warriors the former two-time Cavs coach who had some success with LeBron James and is regarded as a very good defensive coach as well. And then you got kind of the home runs, the uh, the swings and misses that could be home runs, I guess, with the top of the list being Becky Hammond, the San Antonio Spurs assistant and former women's great player who has interviewed with the Milwaukee Bucks, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, or will interview with the Milwaukee Bucks, but a nice historical moment for women on the sidelines there that she's getting a, an interview for your head coach. I don't know if it's quite her time yet for the Bucks or for anyone else, but we will see. And then a couple other home runs might be uh, Darvin Ham, the former Pistons player who was an assistant coach with the Atlanta Hawks last season. And then Jerry Stackhouse, a guy that Pistons fans talk a lot about as well, the former player who's been coaching with the uh, Raptors 905 in the NBA G League for the last couple of years as well. Now in the front office, Mike Zarin is a, is a name that comes up a lot lately as a, kind of a Danny Ainge underling in Boston. And then David Griffin unceremoniously let go by the Cleveland Cavaliers last year after helping them to the 2006 NBA championship. Kind of the first name that always comes up when, when front office positions are available. Um, you got Sam Hinkie out there, of course, the process, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, gag me if that happens. Um, I know that there's probably a few of you guys out there that are all aboard that because it's the easiest thing to do in the world is just to say that your team needs to tank instead of uh, figuring out a little bit more creative ways to go about uh, designing uh, teams that are getting better. And that, that's not to say that Sam Hinkie, that's his only trick in his, up his sleeve. Maybe he's a solid general manager who all who was just kind of married to that process and maybe for whatever reason in d- different situation might approach it differently. I guess we don't know. Uh, based on not much of a track record there. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, Brent Barry, brought up by Adrian Wojnarowski, doing some TV now, but a name that will be in high demand as his TV contract ends this year, according to Zach Lowe on Twitter today. And uh, for for some clarity, after Adrian Wojnarowski threw his name, Brent Barry's name out there as being tied to the Pistons' job, that he said that he would probably be under a more experienced president of basketball operations. So if you're talking about a guy like Brent Berry, you're probably talking about a general manager position as opposed to a president being in charge of running a team. Now, Chauncey Billups is the other name that's been out there, like I said, since January from that Mark Stein report. He's talked about, quote-unquote, running a team in the, in, the, in the future as well. And, again, I would think that that would probably be a general manager situation under a more experienced, maybe Arn Tellum moving over with that president of basketball operations job as he's kind of been – on the business side of things for those first couple of years with the Pistons franchise, but maybe that would change as the team has kind of evolved into the move downtown. They got the building going up in the new center area of the, the practice facility and the new headquarters as well. So a lot of that stuff has kind of moved along to maybe other stages where he might not be as needed or, or maybe, maybe there's a lot more going on 
I'm sure there, there is a lot more going on, but maybe some of that stuff is still a priority or will always maybe be a priority for Tom Gores as opposed to putting the, the, the right team out there. But I think Tom Gores, when you talk about a new arena, when you talk about bringing in a, a proven star in Blake Griffin, obviously those things haven't worked on the business side of things if you're looking at the stands and how things have gone at Little Caesars Arena through one year. So if you're Tom Gores and you're thinking about how to make the business side of it work, well, you're probably going to have to address the basketball side of it with first and foremost because you throw a winning program, winning uh, team out there year in and year out if it's down the road as a team who takes some steps backwards to maybe get into contention in the future, or if that's making the right moves to tweak it and get this team back in the playoffs next year. Uh, either way, I think that you're going to be benefiting your company as a whole, obviously, by getting that uh, that roster straightened out and getting that basketball situation taken out. But a lot to, to delve into, a lot to slice up as we move forward here from the Stan Van Gundy era. Uh, we'll be looking back on it a little bit more throughout this this, this next week. And looking forward and, and passing along all the rumors and everything else. But I wanted to get a quick episode out here tonight before we uh, get into it some more tomorrow morning. And uh, hopefully, let me know what you guys think. Uh, get in touch with me on social media. Get in touch with me on Facebook. I'm calling out the 15 and 20 so of you guys that are always uh, letting me know what you think. I, I want to hear all you guys' opinions. We'll read some of them on tomorrow's show and really as the week goes on as well. So let me know what you think. Is this a good thing? for the Pistons, and, and get in touch with us at, uh, at Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account and the Facebook page, Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. So Stan Van Gundy is out, and the Pistons are moving forward with a new era of uh, Detroit basketball. We will see if it's going to be more of the same, if we're going to stack more and more and more and more head coaches after the Larry Brown championship from 2004, or if this could truly be a turning point for the good for a franchise that could use a little good luck uh, as they go forward here. But this is Matt Shook, your host, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, happy post-Stan Van Gundy era to Detroit Pistons basketball fans out there. Thanks thanks for listening, everyone.